In a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Hope whatever you're doing, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, wherever you are in life, you're having a fantastic moment in your life at the moment. I don't even know where that went, but whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a fantastic day and let's dive straight into this podcast. Um, It's something that I get asked quite frequently, uh, this one, because there's quite a few of you who are shift workers and a lot of people ask, Adam, I'm a nurse. Adam, I'm a paramedic. Adam, I work in the mines. Whatever it might be that has you working some sort of shift rotating roster that has you working at all different times a day, how do I make that work when I'm trying to live the no breakfast life or I'm trying to include fasting into my life? And so I think this is going to be a pretty quick podcast because I think I've gone over this a hundred times with um, clients of mine or hundreds of people asking this question. So I think it's a fantastic question to answer in a podcast and I can direct people straight to this podcast because I think it'll give much more clarity and I guess uh, value on that question. And I think I can bring something to that table because I've worked with, as I said, many people uh, with who are personal clients of mine uh, and we've always made it work uh, for people in whatever capacity they're trying to achieve, whether, as I said, they're just trying to include fasting as part of their wellness journey or whether they're trying to lose weight and they want to use fasting as a tool to help them lose weight, how to make that fit into a kind of shift-based um, kind of parameter uh, to make that work for them. And most people who are following me because I am the no breakfast guy, are coming from the point of view of how do I make the no breakfast life fit into my life when I sometimes work from 10 p.m. at night until 7 o'clock in the morning, or uh, I also work a day shift where I'm at a normal, you know, maybe 7 to 7, or sometimes I'm working the afternoon shift and I start at 2 p.m. and then work until midnight, or whatever it might be. That's normally the question um, and kind of where it's coming from. People want to include the no breakfast life in and around a shift-based work. And so let's just kind of tackle that first, and then we can talk about um, kind of including fasting and the different ways you can kind of fast and how we can make that work into your um, shift-based work. And so for most shift workers, it's usually, as I said, paramedics or nurses or doctors or things like that that are coming, to, or people like that, I should say, that are coming to me and asking that question. If you're someone who is um, like in the mines and fly in, fly out, and you do kind of maybe a two-week roster where you're 12 hours a day, it's normally not an overnight roster. And so making kind of the no breakfast life fit your lifestyle in that sense is a much more Um, easy proposition because you're normally probably starting at 7 in the morning until 7 at night. You do your 12-hour shift, you do two weeks of that, and then you go back home or whatever it might be. So all you do is you skip breakfast and then you eat lunch when you have your lunch um, kind of, I guess, break. And if you're not having a lunch break, then kind of fitting in, um, you know, the meals or whatever you can throughout the day. But you can kind of quite easily just do as a normal person would um, who might be living a 9-to-5 type job. But people who are working all over the place with regards to their shifts, working afternoon shifts, evening shifts, and daytime shifts, 
that does become a bit more difficult. So let's talk directly to that question and those people who are coming to this. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're a shift worker, or if you're just someone that's interested in kind of some days you have to get up uh, early to travel or some days you may have a breakfast meeting or you have to work late or whatever it might be. I think you can also find some value into this to how to make the no breakfast life fit your day. And I think the number one benefit to why um, the no breakfast life works is that it's completely flexible. And I think people need to get off this idea that you have to fast from a certain time to a certain time and you have to eat from a certain time to a certain time. That idea that you know you should have your eating window between you know 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. and you can't eat outside of those, you've got to get rid of that idea and that mindset because one, there's no benefit to it. There's no benefit to having a fasting window from 12 until 8 as opposed to 1 and 9 or 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. or something like that. There's no benefit to it, and it's far too restrictive. And I understand that people need um, some sort of rule when starting some sort of new regime, whether that be a weight loss goal or whatever it might be that you're trying to achieve, that having rules that you can kind of really kind of hang your hat on, okay, that's what I need to do, is good in the beginning. But in the long term and long tail of especially a health journey is that it has to become flexible to your life. And so if you're kind of hell bent on between 12 and 8, what happens if your boss sends you on an early lunch break and it's now 11 o'clock? Like you're just going to sit there and say, well, I, I can't eat now because it's not 12 o'clock yet. Or if your friends ring you up and say, hey, we're heading out for dinner tonight. We're a meeting at 7.30 and your eating window finishes at 7 p.m. What, you're going to just sit there and not eat? This should be part of your life. It shouldn't be so strict that you have to have so many rules and regulations around it that stop you from living your life the way that you want to live it. And understand that you know most of the time, those rules might be able to be adhered to but those kind of, you're not having dinner every single night. You're not going out every single night. And so flexibility doesn't have to come into it every single day. But having that ability to be flexible, I think is hugely important. And so, excuse me, a bit of indigestion at the moment. Um, having that flexibility, I think is hugely important. And so let's kind of talk about how that flexibility then plays into someone living a shift-based work and how the no-breakfast life can work. And so while I'm kind of, I guess, hell-bent on the idea that the no-breakfast, not eating in the morning, uh, is the kind of best way moving forward and helping with insulin sensitivity and issues with blood sugar and all those things that I'm really kind of getting big on with type 2 diabetes. I'm really hoping to do a podcast specifically on type 2 diabetes. I have someone in mind I want to talk to. I'm reaching out to them as we, not as we speak, but in the background. And I really think that they would add a lot of value to um, this because type 2 diabetes is a big thing I want to talk about. But I'm getting off topic as I tend to do all the time. I tend to waffle. But um the idea that you have to skip breakfast every single morning, yes, in a perfect world, that is where I want most people. And for most people listening to this, that is very much an achievable thing to do day in and day out. Um, but for those who are having you know shift work um, as part of their life or have every now and then things that are thrown into their life that means that they couldn't skip breakfast that day or they ate late at night or whatever it might have been, I think... Having a flexible approach is what's going to be best for you. And so let's talk directly to those shift workers. And most people that I have worked directly with as clients um, in my coaching um, uh, business, 
or I work in my clinic uh, with my physiology business, the kind of there's three main shifts that most people have. There's either the kind of regular kind of, I say regular, it's still normally earlier than most people would normally be going to work, but the regular kind of day shift, which might start at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and then go to kind of you know 5 or 6 or 7 o'clock in the afternoon or evening, that one there, I don't think anything needs to change. Just like everyone else, most people are getting up earlier these days to get to work anyway. Most people are getting up early to go to the gym or whatever it might be, or go for a run or whatever it might be with some morning exercise. You, in that particular sense, are just like everybody else. Skip your morning meal, have your break whenever it might be uh, throughout the day. If you're not hungry, you don't have to eat in that break. You might just have a snack. You might have some fruit or maybe a little tub of yogurt or whatever it might be to break your fast You know, later in the day. Um, and then you can get to your normal meal that night and kind of eat um, as you normally would. Like every, I say in quote, if you can see, I'm doing my little fingers at the moment, in quote, eating a normal regime of the no breakfast life and it should be no different for those daytime shifts. I think the same again plays out for if you're starting your day later. So if you're having that more afternoon shift, so sometimes, um, as I said, the second shift that I see a lot of people who are in the paramedics or in nursing or doctors or things like that in the health sector or it might be a firefighter, you have a kind of afternoon shift and that could start you know, sometimes around lunchtime or it could be uh, more later in the afternoon, like a two or three o'clock and goes very late into the evening. Again, I don't think there's any difference to how you go about that day. If you're starting at kind of two o'clock, that's probably perfect because you can get up, you skip the morning meal just like um, per usual. Just before you start your shift, I would say having something more substantial than just uh, a small snack, which is what I normally recommend for most people, is that your first kind of breaking of the fast is usually a smaller meal. It doesn't have to be the big, heavy meal. One, because it's more practical, because when most of us are usually at work, so you don't want to have the big roast dinner for lunch, because how one are you going to cook it? And if you have pre-prepared it, it's not normally something that you're kind of breaking your fast with. Something small like a salad, and whether that's got some protein in it, like some chicken breast, and um, as this says, as I said, some salad, uh, maybe a, a drizzle of dressing, or it could be something even smaller. It might be a little small bowl of muesli, a little bit of yogurt, and some fruit. Um, or if you're someone that just likes to have a big you know, fruit green smoothie or something like that, you know, really full and heavy kind of one that might have some oats in it and some greens in it and some fruits in it and some milk or whatever it might be. Those kind of things are great to kind of break your fast. But if you're having your shift work and you're um, kind of starting at maybe two o'clock, you might want to have a slightly bigger meal because you know that you're um, not going to be eating until later that day and you might be still at work and you can have your smaller snack then. So you can flip it on its head and have your main meal as your breaking of the fast and have a smaller snack, say like 7 p.m. Maybe it might be two or three hours before you finish your shift. You might just have a small snack. You have that small snack. You finish your shift, let's say 9, 10 o'clock at night. You can then head home or go to the gym or whatever you might be doing after that shift and then get straight to bed and then you wake up the next day and away you go again. So there's those two scenarios. First one, you're living life as per usual like everyone else in the world who kind of works a nine to five job. The second one where you're kind of having an afternoon starting time and working later into the evening, I would usually break your fast with a bigger meal and then have your snack towards the end of your shift um, or a smaller meal towards the end of this shift. Now the nighttime one is where it becomes difficult. So if you're kind of starting your shift 
let's say 9 p.m. and working till 5 a.m. or 10 p.m. working till 7 a.m. the next day or whatever it might be, sometime overnight, you're probably going to be waking up later in that day anyway. So you might be having more of a lunchtime wake up. You might be getting up at 12 o'clock. Maybe it might be even late, much later than that. It might be kind of three or four o'clock in the afternoon that you're waking up. My suggestion on that particular scenario is breaking your fast the moment before you need to go to work. So if you wake up and let, let's, let's as I said, give an example, you're gonna start at 9 p.m. and you're basically doing the reverse. So you're working a nine to five, but you're working 9 p.m. until 5 a.m. rather than 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. I would get up at say, let's kind of say 5 p.m. in the afternoon, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. If you're up earlier, so be it. But if you kind of have had been on you know night shifts the last few nights, you're probably sleeping until 4 p.m., 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, if that is the case, getting up, doing some sort of exercise at that point uh, to really kind of get you going, get you up, get you moving, uh, and get that exercise in before you have to head to work. And then having your main meal again just before you start uh, work. So let's say it's now 7 p.m. You're starting at 9 p.m. 7 p.m. If you've got a family, that might tie in um, great with kind of having dinner with the kids. You can be there uh, with the kids or your partner or whoever it might be. You can have that main meal. You then go off to work. You start work. You've now had your main meal. You've already done exercise. And then if you can, I want you to try and fast through the entire evening. And so if you're having that big main meal, that should give you, I guess, in quote, plenty of enough energy and kind of fuel source to get you through that shift anyway. You've had the exercise, so you've built up on some endorphins. You're feeling great from the exercise. If you have to snack throughout that um, night at some point, the worst thing you can possibly do is sit there and kind of reach for the sugary foods that are easy to um, eat foods and uh, which I get a lot of a lot of um, people who are working in that scene you know there's vending machines at work and there's you know the the lunchroom or the kind of um, you know the staff room where they might have bickies and lollies and things out on the um, staff tables steer well away from those if you have to snack throughout that night at some point, I take in some energy dense type food. So these are normally the things I say stay away from, but having a handful of nuts, make sure if you are on a fat loss program, calories in, calories out still matters no matter what kind of shift work you're working. So do make sure you're understanding the calories you are consuming, but having something that's quite uh, energy dense like nuts or dates or things like that, that you can kind of have a small handful, you know how many calories in them and having that at some point kind of at the midpoint maybe of that nighttime shift, it'll give you a good energy boost. It'll give you plenty of um, kind of fuel to kind of get you through uh, maybe feeling hungry at that you know 2 a.m. kind of uh, period. If you can, though, I'd prefer you to look at some, having some fruits. Some So again, we're now looking towards some energy. Um, nutrient-dense food, not energy-dense food. So having fruits and vegetables. So it might be some carrot sticks or celery sticks with some hummus, or it could be a punnet of strawberries, or it could be just an apple or a banana or some sort of small snack again um, that breaks up that evening for you. And then if, and you've now you've now finished your uh, night shift and it's now you know uh, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. and you're kind of heading home, if you haven't done exercise before going to work, I would absolutely recommend doing exercise before going to bed and um, having your nighttime or your daytime sleep, but your kind of your nighttime sleep. Um, because having some sort of exercise to break up 
you know, a, a long night um, and really kind of just give you that good feel feeling um, before then having to try and sleep throughout your day. Um, it can really kind of just help out with that night, or sorry, I should say that daytime sleeping. Obviously, sleeping throughout the day is not good for you. Um, you know, talking about circadian rhythms, that's another podcast I'd love to do at some point. Um, I don't know of anyone who's a specialist in circadian rhythms, but I'll certainly uh, look into that when I'm looking at doing that podcast. Um, but, you know, long-term shift work, you know, it, the studies have been done on that and to kind of see people's health. And it is very clear that people who do long-term shift work, their health parameters and their health markers and their risk factors to kind of living a more unhealthy life and, um, you know, at risk of, you know, um, you know health factors like, um, God, I've just completely gone a blank. Health factors like um, heart attacks and being overweight and things like that are far more common in these people. And now, this is a completely observational type study um, that I'm calling on. And you know I have an absolute detest for um, observational because observation is not causation. Um, However, people who do shift work tend to live unhealthier lives because it is tough. It's tough to kind of try and sleep throughout the day, get enough sleep to then give you those, I guess, good feels that have, you know, most people who can sleep throughout the night have that kind of good feeling waking up in the morning out of a well-rested sleep. We all know that if you're not getting sleep, that you are in a much worse off place both mentally and physically and your want to then exercise, your want to then eat well is much more reduced. And if you go back to um, some of the um, uh, podcasts I have done on getting a good night's sleep and binge eating and things like that, I talk about the importance of sleep in those and why getting a good night's sleep can be the best thing for your weight loss um, journey. Not because sleep will help you, you know, because calories still matter, but your want to kind of exercise and your want to stay the course is far greater when you are well rested. And if you're working shift work, the fact of the matter is you're just not going to be as well rested um, in the long term. You might not, you might get good night's sleep here and there, but on the consistent and on the general. And again, I've worked with many people who have had shift work, and they all suffer from lack of sleep at some point, much more consistently than people who work a regular nine to five job. So. Making sure you get as best sleep as you can is going to be absolutely paramount. And so if you can make sure that you get exercise in that helps you with um, your exercise, and that didn't make any sense. My wife has just come home and I'm now distracted that I just heard her come home. But if you can get exercise in at either before your nighttime shift or exercise in after your uh, nighttime shift, you absolutely will get a better night's sleep and you'll be more motivated to get a good night's sleep. You'll be eating better and then you can obviously lend yourself to, um, if this is a fat loss um, reason in that um, you're looking to fasting and how you can make it fit to help reduce your calories to then help you on your weight loss journey, then you'll be far more likely to see success on that. If it's coming from a health um, point of view and just a wellness point of view that you wanna start including uh, fasting into your life, then absolutely adding to that mental um, state in Having more exercise in your uh, day will certainly help you, help you sleep. Better sleep then leads to better eating habits, then leads to more uh, likelihood of you staying the course. And so that's my kind of three-prong attack for the diff- the three different shifts that most shift workers tend to have. Um, 
And I hope that's brought value uh, to many of you who are, as I said, who are paramedics, who are nurses, who are doctors, who are firefighters and things like that, who have multiple different kind of shifts that they work throughout a rotating roster. Let's just talk on very quickly, um, as I said, if you are like a fly in, fly out, and the kind of I can talk from great um, point of view on this because my wife used to be a geologist who was a fly in, fly out um, employee, uh, and she would do, a, I think it was like a, a 10 day roster. It might have been an eight day, but it was like a 10 day roster of kind of 12 hour days. Um, and as I said, when she would then come back, she'd be probably three or four days where she was a complete wreck, um, just trying to get back into regular life. But while you're on site, if you're working a 12-hour day, there should be absolutely no difference to how you go about living your life. It's probably going to be a 7 till 7 type roster. If that 7 till 7 roster is overnight, then going back to what I was just talking about before with regards to nighttime shifts and how to make your... Um, uh, fasting fit into that. As I said, you're just going to have to move that around a bit, guys. And um, while, as I said, I promote the idea of skipping the morning meal, if your morning has now become 7 p.m., you now just have to start fitting that into there. And I think um, just shifting where that becomes and not getting so hell-bent on hearing you know, people talk about eating windows being from 12 till 8 p.m. And you know, how am I now going to make that work because now I'm, a, I'm working of a night time. Get off this idea that you have to be eating at a certain time or window and then make it become much more flexible um, to your lifestyle. And so if your lifestyle is now nighttime or night shift type work, then shift your eating window to still kind of skip your version of what your morning meal would be um, and making it work overnight. And so again, guys, that's been another podcast with us today. It's a much shorter one. As I said, I think I um, said at the beginning, I was going to be able to get through this much quicker, but I do hope it's brought some value to many of you who do come to me asking questions around how do I make fasting or the no breakfast life fit my shift work-based life. Um, so we talked about this today, as I said, the three different shifts. So if you've got a morning shift, as per usual, just go about it as per usual. If you've got an afternoon shift, kind of having your main meal as you're kind of breaking the fast around that kind of lunchtime, uh, you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock before you're starting your afternoon shift. And if you've got your evening shift, maybe having, again, your main meal with the family before heading off to work and going overnight, maybe having a small snack overnight, having some exercise either before or after your shift, and then um, having no um, meal just before you head to bed and have a night, to, uh, sorry, I should say a daytime uh, uh, sleep. Because if you're trying to, I always suggest that people should try and eat one to two to maybe even three hours before going to sleep. And I know that's not realistic um, to everyone because it does help with your sleeping patterns and it absolutely will help with your sleeping patterns if you are someone who is trying to sleep during the day because you work a nighttime shift. If you eat something just before you're going to bed, you're going to be, sleeping even more poorly than you will be anyway because you're trying to sleep throughout the day. So having a really big main meal before starting your overnight shift, having a snack maybe during out, um, throughout that shift, as I said, be it some vegetable sticks and some hummus or um, it might be some fruit or if you do need it, you know, some more energy-based, um, energy-dense-based type foods like some nuts or some dates or things like that, that's fine to do throughout um, 
your uh, nighttime shift, absolutely stick away from those sugary and very easy to reach foods. They're certainly not doing you any good whatsoever throughout the middle of the night um, as you're in your um, shift there. But do not have something when you then come home at, you know, you say 7 a.m. before you're trying to then head to sleep. Do not eat something before then. Um, wait until you wake up the next day. Um, make sure you do stay well hydrated. That's very important as well. Um, so again, guys, that's been the podcast. That's been another episode of Let's Talk Fast podcast. As I always say at this point in the podcast, if you've found something valuable from this, screenshot you listening to this, post it to your story, tag me on your story, and then put one or two points that you found of value in this particular podcast because you never know you posting that, who it might or who might see it and who might find value of it. Obviously, I'm selfish because it'll steer them in direction of my podcast and they'll be listening to my podcast as well. But what I always want is people to find value from something that I've said. And so if you found value, you then post it on your page. Who knows who might read it? Who might then find value from it as well? Getting those comments coming back to you and saying, hey, thanks for posting that. That really helped me out. I guarantee you feel great for having done so. So again, guys, thanks for paying attention. Thanks for listening into the podcast. This has been another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'll see you next time. Have a great day. See you next time. I don't know. I'm rambling. Ciao for now. See you next time. Bye.